1: Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars. Moore fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson. Back at front door, shot scores! Bobby
0: Great work. Makes a to the right of Reggie Lindland, buying it down, and Whitmore blew it.
1: it. bounces down to Bergeron. He takes the space, pulling it wide to the right of Tatar. The snapshot over Marozzi gets loose. And- Welcome back for the second episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, the legendary Eddie Shore edition. Uh, As always, I mean, it's only been the second time, but I'd like to welcome back my co-host, my awesome co-host, Derek Vecchio. How you doing, Derek? I'm doing good.
0: How you doing?
1: Awesome. Awesome. It's uh, been a slow week uh, for NHL Bruins. Um, They played Monday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. And they played Tuesday night on a back-to-back against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, let's get started with uh, the Flyers game on Monday night. Um, take the win, uh, but, but not overly impressed by another team that is, you know, the Bruins should definitely beat. Um, how did you feel about that game?
0: Um, I mean, we kind of left four points on the table earlier in the season, so it was nice. I mean, we could have played better, no doubt. Um, we just keep playing down to teams' expectations, you know?
1: I've been saying that Um, a lot. So, uh, yeah, um, I thought... That the, the, the quick start of the game was, to, was would set the tempo for me, and I just thought that this was you know going to be a, a, a better game that I've seen in the past. But once again, the Bruins have a quick start and don't have anything left for the second and third period. Um, they, got, they outshot uh, the, the Flyers two to one, uh, 16 shots to eight in the first period. And then got outshot in the second and third. Which means, and it just tells me that there's hardly any energy in the tank of this team. Um, There's no full 60. I haven't seen a full, I've probably seen one or two full 60 minute efforts this season. The rest of, are just, it's like partial. They're there and they're not there.
0: Oh, that's true, and so uh, you know, heading towards the playoffs, you're got to be prepared to put in a sixty-minute effort. Otherwise, you're not gonna win. And uh, a lot of teams that are in the thick of it right now, so a bad week, you know, down the stretch, could really hurt your chance.
1: Absolutely. Um, Tuesday um, night's game, the, the 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 Anaheim Ducks came to town. Um, that was just a shit show of a game. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to put. I mean, great start. Uh, Zach Trotman. I mean, great shot from the point. Got through. Thought it was going to be a, a you know a, a better game than, but it was just awful, and I and he can't. I'm not even sure if I could put the blame on Gustafson leaving with with, with a, a certain condition and you know the team you know is more concerned with how he's doing and less concerned about what's happening on the ice uh, what are your thoughts
0: um I just think the whole game it was, it was just a sucky effort um again you know last game before a week break. It, because they came out harder, you know. So hopefully that'll change. I mean, they're very inconsistent right now. Right. You know, I mean, they're overachieving, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, win five here, lose three out of four. You know, there's needs to be more consistent play.
1: And, and with 33 games left to go in the season, the games like that, you just you can't expect. I mean I, I I said this last week I am a diehard Bruins fan but I'm an optimistic too right. and I I mean when you see the product on the ice for the past 40 44 games or 47 games whatever it is there's nothing that tells me that this team is in for a long playoff run and even that marginal to a marginal uh, team to get a playoff spot period i i mean i'm up and down this is a roller coaster ride that you know i'm i can't hang on much further i mean i'm not saying i'm giving up what i'm saying is i'm just being really optimistic about the season i'm being really optimistic about what's going to happen in the future uh how this team is going to transition whether they make a deal or not, and how it's going to affect the players moving forward. Um, I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm just a grumpy Bruins fan.
0: You know, you wouldn't be the only one on the fan base. But, no, I mean, it's tough. It's it's a tough time right now. The team's in transition, and, you know, um, those of us that know the team well figured it was going to be a bridge here. And, you know, right now, that's how they're playing. You know, they're a bubble team. Um, whether they make a, a deal or two that will help us um, on the stretch, we'll see. Um, these second and third period collapses are going to end up costing us eventually, you know. We're sitting there with 95 points, and there's three teams we're bunched around. So hopefully uh, they'll get it together.
1: Right. I agree with that. Um, uh, still, They're still in the fourth in the Atlantic Division. Uh, six in the Eastern Conference, first in the Wildcat again, and that's, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, that's a scary spot right now because, you know, like last week and probably for the rest of the season, the Eastern Conference is going to be very tight. If you win, you're going to jump. If you lose, you're going to, you know, fall. It's just, it's a real weird season in the East. Is mean, going to be one or two good
0: teams that aren't even going to make it to the playoffs? Right, you know. Um, the question is, what is Sweeney going to do here at the deadline? And that's you know he can go a long way if he's smart. And, you know, we'll have to see. And,
1: and now that you bring up Sweeney, and uh, and with only two games in the Bruins' schedule this this past week, um, you got to look at who's, you know, un- restricted and unrestricted at this point. I mean, I'm counting about 10, maybe 11 players that need to have contracts or negotiating contracts this this year. And the only one that really, I mean, well, there's, there's, there's two of them, maybe. The only one that I would like to see re-signed is Krug and Colin Miller. I'm really not sure about the rest of them. And, but, but... That also frees up a lot of money. I mean, without without re-signing Krug or Colin Miller, I mean, that whole list right there is going to free up $10.8 million. That's
0: a lot of cap.
1: And that's not including Milan Lucic 2.750 that they retained in the trade and it also doesn't include the five the 3 million of Kelly's contract which i'm assuming Kelly's not coming back.
0: He'd be lucky if he plays another game you know, with that injury he has. It could be a career ender.
1: So just in those two players with an injured reserve Kelly and a and a retained salary of Lucic that's 5.5 That's 5.75 million. And right now as i'm looking at on today's cap space there's $4.3 million in free cap space right now. For us? For us, today. Wow, this, that's this really is good. This is from General Fanninger. It's one of uh, the websites that I love. I mean, it's second, I, you know, like I said it last week, love the cap geek. This is the next best thing. Um, I, I mean, it tells you the projected end-of-season total cap, the end-of-season cap space, today's cap space, and the cap space on deadline day—I mean, the cap space on deadline day—they have it listed at seven point five million. Wow! So, with that being said, that's got you have got to expect a move. Oh yeah, definitely. So, would you re-sign Krug?
0: Yes, I would. He's a big part of the power play. Um, he's been playing better defensively. Uh yeah, I definitely would. He's you know, he's on his second bridge deal right now. You know, so the kid definitely he he he's a good fit here. He's got that little that swaggy confidence about him, you know, works hard. He uh he should definitely stay here. I I agree. But
1: with the last two one year deals mm-hmm. if he doesn't get what he want and uh he is he is restricted, so that's that's a good sign in discussions. Agreed. But how many more of these one years is he going to be able to do without, you know, without sweet, okay. without without asking for a four or five year deal, and possibly overpaid?
0: Uh, I think at this point he's going to want multiple years on his next deal, and hey, you know, after the last two contracts, I I, I can't blame him. Um, I can't. I can't either. Yeah, would I give him five a year? I, I mean, well, he's a force offensively. Look at his numbers since he came into the league, you know. So I, I would definitely, uh, I, I would pay him. He's a good player. I like him. His
1: uh, his AAV right now is three point four million. So I mean, an increase of two million i I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at that or angry at that at all. Me neither, and his numbers
0: support would uh, support it. So, you know, um, he continues to get better. I mean, he's better defensively this year than he the past couple of years. You know, and he's got good speed. So we could use that on our team.
1: Oh, absolutely! Speed is um, is the it, it, in the ever growing uh, NHL of faster, stronger. You know, that's that's a. A huge asset to have is speedy players because, in my opinion, the past, I don't know, few seasons, the the team's been flat out outskated. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speed is 2014.
0: That's speed. It killed us.
1: Right. And if, if you look at, the, if, look at this list that I compiled last night, I would cut ties with Talbot, Conley, compining Randall, Ferraro, I'm not sure about Morrow. I'm definitely not... I don't want Kevin Miller back on this team. Um, Trotman. Love to sign Colin Miller, even though he hasn't shown a ton this year, the potential is there. And uh, Jonas Gustafsson. What do you do with a goaltender that's on a $700,000 contract right now? And if he resigns with his nxl experience you know he's going to want over a million i there's a there's a lot of if to do's right there and but with though that list of players and and their and their salaries and what could be available you also have to think of what is available down in providence and the players that are ready to in my opinion i do watch a ton of games I'm not a professional. I'm sitting behind my computer. I understand that, and I don't go to these games, but I watch them, you know, via stream, as you as you know. But I mean Griffith, I believe he needs to be up here in the Bruins next season. For Toronto, full-time player next season, no ifs or doubts. Um, I'm not sure about Coco because of his, you know, his Jekyll and Hyde call-ups. He, you know but he also doesn't have enough experience or multiple games to get into a rhythm um there's this a couple of players on in providence that could fill in but those i mean
0: what about Zarnick
1: I, I like Austin Zarnick but you know he's he's streaky he could fit. He could fit. I, you know what I mean. I, I'm not saying he he wouldn't be a good fit, but he wouldn't be on my top, let's say three for a roster position right now. Um, I'd like to see him a little more involved. He is involved in in other areas of the game of his gameplay, but his uh, offensive skill, his offensive production is streaky. Okay. And you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, to me, it's not like. Saying you know for Toronto, the guy, the kid's got, um, he's got sixteen goals and fifteen in fifteen games, you know, and 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 in his last four games, he's got six goals, four assists, ten points. That screams to me: you need him on the Bruins roster spot. Next year, full time, and and with and with when you look at the other list, I mean my other list that I have of Talbot, Connolly, Campion, and and down the road, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna resign these guys, players down in Providence like that need to be up in the NHL. Agreed.
0: Oh, move them along. You know, once Providence starts, you know, becoming a parking lot, that's when problems happen. You got to move them. So. At least with this deadline coming up, i will have a chance to move out a couple of these players that they're not going to resign. Absolutely.
1: So, uh, so, uh, since we're talking about the Providence Bruins, they are doing much better as of late. Uh, They have a 2015 8-1 record with 49 points, fourth in the Atlantic. 6th in the Eastern Conference. And they moved up here. They were 8th last week in the East. So, lots of progress. Uh, their away record still sucks. At 4-10, 5-0. Home record, outstanding. 15-5, 3-1. And, and in the last 10 games, 7-0, 3-0. So, lots of uh, good things coming up. Um, they beat a very good wilkes barre Scranton, Penguins... Uh, last I want to say Sunday it was I am so unprepared I forgot to put the the games of, of last week so my apologies but um coming up for them is the they have the all star they're currently on their all star break so their skills competition is tonight And their all-star, the AHL's all-star game starts tomorrow. And the Bruins, the Providence Bruins, don't get back on the ice until Friday the 14th. I'm sorry, Friday, February 5th, with a game against The Albany Devils at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, and that will start a two-game weekend for the Bees, as they they Albany's thirteen six and 0 on the road, which is actually really good against the. I mean, it'll match up well against the Bruins of Heat Bruins home record. But the uh, last 10 games... I don't get this stat right here. It, I, the last 10 games, the uh, Albany Devils are 2-4 and 4-0. and No, that doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. And their season series, um, Albany's got a 1-2 record. So, I mean, that they're, they're a team that, you know, give give the Bruins a hard time once in a while. but um, And then... The next game is on Saturday, the next night in Portland at the Cross Insurance Arena against the Portland Pirates. Um, Portland's Portland's got the Bruins number this year. Do you remember a guy named Rob Schrempf? I do. He's still. He he went he went overseas and played some hockey over. I'm not sure if it was the KHL or one of the elite leagues. But uh he's killing the Bees. He's absolutely killing the Bees and when he does it, he steps it up in the late parts whether it be late third period or overtime. He's just ruining the Bees this year. Um but yeah, the lad the last 10 games the 7-3 and 0 oh, and they have a 26-16 1 and 0 with 53 points and another team that is struggling at home with a 10-9 1 and 0 home record. So, I mean, there's potential there for the Bruins to <clears throat> excuse me, um, to get some points and keep climbing up to the uh, not only the Atlantic uh, division but the Eastern Conference in the uh, American Hockey League.
0: It's true, and they've got a lot of good players down there playing for them, so that'll help.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really impressed lately, and these stats to me, these guys don't stand out, but it's the product on the ice that does. And I'm, I'm continually impressed with uh, Brandon DeFazio, and when I say players like this, I'm just saying that they're they're improving in their development game. A developmental game, but it's not that they're going to make a jump anytime soon. But I, I really like Brandon DeFazio's game. I love Austin Zarnik, you brought him up. Um, Colton Hargrove, he plays a real, real hard game on the boards on the left side. Um, Colby Cave, another one that's, that's, you know, he's not consistent, but he gets your points. Uh and another an, another guy which uh, you know I don't see Anton Bleed rough it up much but he he put a smackdown on somebody over the weekend. Really? Oh yeah, Friday night in Spring I, I think it was Springfield. Yeah, it was I was I was surprised. I'm just like I can't believe this guy's fighting but I mean that's the type of players that I really like. I like the players that have the skill but also have the grit. I don't I don't like the players like I you know I hate to use it because you know I'm, my my hatred for Ronaldo is 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 strong but you know he plays a role on the team I get that but I'd like to have him play a little skill too So At
0: least some point,
1: Yeah Yeah Um some uh some some NHL Bruins that have uh been doing pretty decent in the last 10 games uh, I took some notes this morning. Bergeron, he's been playing well in the last ten. He's got four goals, three assists, seven points. Ryan Spooner, uh, last ten, he's got a goal, eight assists, nine points. Uh, Krejci, in his last ten, he's two goals, five assists, seven points. And Mister Bradley Marchand, he is currently on a five-game goal streak and a six-game point streak with five goals, one of six, six points. So he's, uh, he's really stepped up his game since uh, coming back from his suspension. Uh, And it's good to see, uh, especially at times like this. We need his grit, need his offense, need his smarts.
0: He needs to stay within the rules of the game. When he does, I mean, he's got a lot of speed, he's, uh, Tenacious, you know, on the puck, especially in the offensive zone. He's a great player. So, you know, you know, well, a lot of his numbers don't come on the power play either, which that's pretty impressive to you know, score twenty goals even strength, or, you know. So, they got to definitely uh, that. That's been the most consistent line all year long, Bergeron.
1: Agreed. Um, did you? I don't remember which game it was, but um, it was the Philadelphia Flyers game or the uh, Anaheim Ducks game. Somebody somebody reached out to me via Twitter and said, "What did you think about the Marchand stick work?" Did you? I, I don't remember seeing anything that was gonna, you know, raise a red flag for suspension.
0: I haven't either, but you know, he's funny. A lot of the stick work and a lot of the things that he does, he does behind the play. Well, sometimes, you know what I mean? He gets away with it. It's not on camera. Ref's not looking. So, But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely that type of player. He likes to get a rise out of the other team and provide a spark. What he does, he just has to stay within the rules of the game, you know, now that they're keying in on him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not the first person I've ever heard talk about the stick work behind the play. So, you know. Hopefully uh we won't have any more suspension.
1: I hope not because you know as much as some people I mean and it's also um you know there's a little bit of bias here but Bruins fans love him everybody else in the NHL hates him. You know but you know as soon as he gets traded to somebody that is a hater they're going to they're going to love him. Um but he's he is a catalyst to this team. He really he provides a lot of energy and a lot of skill. He's got good vision and smarts, but his aggressiveness does lead him to uh, some questionable plays.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And the way he plays, he should be drawing more penalties than he's taking, and that's the thing. Um,
1: he really has to work
0: on that, but his offensive numbers have I been mean, great all year long, you know? So... Hopefully we'll get a couple other lines going, but that line's been great. They've been very consistent.
1: Yeah. Machin this year in 44 games, he is the goal leader on the bees with 20, 20, goals, 12 assists, 32 points.
0: Yeah.
1: He's going to give 30 a good run. Yeah. I mean, with 33 games remaining, it, it's a, it's a definite possibility to get 10 more. Agreed. Um, What else did I have before? Before we go into the, the prospects, uh, this might be a short show. It might not be a full hour, but <clears throat> because of the just the the the, <laughs> the lack of passion I have, I guess for all star break and and hockey yeah. talk, it's like there's nothing going on, and it's yeah. You know, I'm just I don't know if I'm bored this weekend or not, but um, the David Pasternak demotion just freaked Bruin's nation out <laughs> you knew I was coming you knew I was gonna say this didn't you oh yeah I texted you the other day I'm like oh my god what is wrong with people and I'm not saying people are dumb and blah 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 it's just before you freak out take a moment just to just to do some research I mean the kids on a three-year entry-level contract. He is not subjected to waivers. He went down to get ice time because the NHL was on the All-Star break. And Friday's game against Springfield happened to be the one before the AHL's All-Star break. So there was a game to be played and there was a game that he could go down and keep skating and stay fresh. No need to freak out. I, I mean, I... I do enjoy what I do as a hobby. And this is a hobby. I don't get paid to do this. I don't, you know what I mean? But I enjoy when people reach out and ask me a question, whether it be off the wall or not. But that day, I was just, I'm I'm trying to write an article for my black and gold hockey uh, blog um, at wordpress.com. Um, and I got into like, Half a paragraph, and all of a sudden, my 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 personal messages on Facebook, my my Twitter account didn't really you know explode, but I was just getting bombarded with messages saying, "Oh my God, what's going on? Oh my God, it, it's like, wait a minute, it's the NHL All Star break," and then people were like, "Oh." <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, but you know, like I said, I, I'm not. I'm not downing people for freaking out and so on. But please take a moment just to, you know, do a research. You know, if it did say that there was not trade trade implications, then freak out. But it was just, I don't know, kind of a call for, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, there's a, a part of this fan base that's very overreactionary, and uh, yeah, things like that definitely push them over the edge. My twitter Twitter blew up all morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was comical to say the least. But we do have the smartest, most passionate fans in the league, and I will stick by that. Okay. How about some prospect talk, big guy?
0: Sounds good to me.
1: Alright. Um not many to talk about. Um uh, like I said, with with the lack of NHL And um, AHL action this weekend, I just, I don't know, I kind of felt lost. But I just kind of, I've kind of pointed out a few of the prospects that were really, you know, making waves in in my eyes. Um, And and people might have a different opinion. But um, uh, Zach Sinnerson, another, he just continues to be an outstanding prospect and 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 like i said last week a a, a gem to the bruins organization and an off of the board pick that us fans saw in the draft last year but uh he's got 29 goals 14 assists 43 points in 45 games his last 11 games he's got seven goals three assists 10 points that's impressive he continues to impress me Every time I have a moment and I see the Sault Ste Marie Greyhounds of the o- Ontario Hockey League playing, I am gravitated to watch. I usually like to watch them because they're they're more on the east eastern coast towards us. And then I'll catch a Western Hockey League game, you know, at the end of that after watching Sinishin. But uh yeah, his last eleven, ten points. Real impressive. Uh any thoughts?
0: Um, I mean, this, all this kid does is produce. He uh, great numbers last year, and uh, you know, a uh, great pick by Sweeney.
1: Absolutely, I, 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 I was, I was the one that was that was that dropped the jaw, and uh, was like, "What is he doing?" But it's obvious that you know, in the room, there was a. Uh, it was good feelings about this kid. So, um, Next one is uh, Jesse Gabriel uh, from the Prince George Cougars of the WHL. He's uh, in 51 games. He's 31, 25, and 56. Last 15 games, 11 goals, 8 assists, 19 points. Wow. Yeah, and last... Last night's game against the Moose Jaw, against Moose Jaw, he extended his point streak to five games with a two-assist effort. So yeah, that was a good game. Um, uh, next one is uh, Jake DeBrusque from the Red Deer Rebels. 40 games played, 15 goals, 27 assists, 42 points. In his last five games, he's got five points. He's got one goal, four assists but um um yeah so uh brandon carlo uh he, he's not blowing up the board um he's actually frustrating the shit out of me um he's only got two assists in his last 12 games and I know that a defenseman like him, a, development, defen- a developing defenseman, is not always going to be a point-per-game player. So and I, it, he does have good attributes to his game too, but his penalty minutes are, are still, still just uh, mind-boggling to me how he can't control himself. But that's the Western Hockey League, like you said last week.
0: I think, you know, a development camp under his belt, he'll be better next year, you know. Absolutely. It's a tough learning curve. Um,
1: I don't know. You got anything else?
0: Uh, no, I'm just, I'm uh, really excited uh, about the deadline coming up and, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting four weeks. Right. Um going to be interesting to see how many trades are made this week you know coming out of the, uh, the all-star game right, you know? right. Uh, so yeah i'm looking forward to it i think he's gonna have a really good deadline this year i really do you know so we'll have to see i mean we've been talking trades you and me over on facebook you know so where well, there's smoke there's fire
1: I'm really not sure if I'm 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 totally involved in the in in Minnesota talks. I I if I like Scandella, he's a good defenseman. Big kid. He's he plays a good gritty game. He he's the kind of defenseman that the Bruins need to get players away from the crease. Um, but. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I, some of the rumors that come around are. are it's either Jonas Brodeen yeah. or um, is it Matt Dumba? Yeah, Dumba and and oh, it's 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 Brodeen slash Dumba plus Joey Coyle. Oh, I'm sorry, Joey Coyle. I'm thinking about the movie, um, with John Cusack. But uh, no, it's Charlie Coyle. But uh, I I just don't get that one. I I, I mean I I I I understand that Coyle can play another position, but he doesn't often. And he did it, he did it in college, which doesn't mean that it can translate into his NHL game. Wow,
0: that size of his will help. I mean, six three, two twenty five. He's a big boy.
1: All right, I understand that, but you know we have center depth depth. You know, so if you bring him on and you move him to the left wing yeah. you're impeding on a on a development player a development ah oh, man i can't even talk <laughs> developmental player that's ready to come up right and, you know so i mean i will i want to see the bruins make trades for where it's needed where a, a position is needed of you know it, so if you trade Erickson, Erickson is a left-wing, right-wing player. Right. I don't want them to go get a center. That just doesn't make much sense to me.
0: Well, see, the, the thing in the league now is that, you know, with the new rules that the face-off got, there's more guys getting thrown out. It's usually one or the other, um, almost every face-off. Sometimes having that center on the wing, they can step in and take a key face-off, is huge. You know, especially look at somebody like Bergeron, you know, he he wins a lot of draws, but, you know, you want him in the defensive zone, taking those important draws and he gets waved off, you know, so, I mean, I I think you're seeing that more now. Center is getting switched to the uh, wing. So.
1: So right right now, Louis Erickson is the hot commodity because he is on his last year of his uh, current contract. So he's always going to, you know, to anybody, any bloggers or any any professional writers, are going to gravitate to him being the one that moves. So I'm playing both sides of the fence, both sides of the volleyball, you know, net on this one. I like him. I'd love him to stay. Not sure about the term. Right. I like his value. I like the way he plays right now. But he's showing value to other teams. Other teams obviously have expressed great concern about acquiring him. Right. But they also, other teams don't want to give up much to get him because of the fact is that he does have concussion history. Yeah. And he is on a you know, I always I hate to say this with these players, but it's a contract year, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things that are going on, and who's going to make out and who wins the deal, or you know, I I just don't want to see the Bruins make a deal for with Louie involved and not get a return
0: back. Well, see, the thing is, I think this year there's not a lot of buyers. There's more buyers than there are sellers. So as we get closer to the deadline there's a good chance Sweeney's going to find a vulnerable GM, you know. I mean, he's been scouting the heck out of Minnesota. He's been rumored to be in Anaheim, scouting them. Uh, they're scouting Winnipeg. And they're scouting Nashville, too. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes two deals, you know, and, and try and get maximum return. And he can accelerate the rebuild, you know. because I mean, what he needs to do is, and what, what he's trying to do, is to improve the team for now and the future and also be able to save on the cap, too. So it'll be interesting. I think there will be at least two more. So let me ask you this. Okay. A defenseman
1: is a definite need. How would you feel about acquiring two defensemen?
0: I think that would be... I mean, it's up to Sweeney. Um, You know, do they have questions on Colin Miller? Does he need more time, do they think? I mean, uh, he's played the past couple games, but he's also been scratched for a
1: few. Right. He hasn't been outstanding at all. But
0: True. And, you know, they can move Seidenberg if they chose to. I mean, that's a $4 million cap hit. He's already said he'd waive his no-trade clause. So, I mean, you know. Could they acquire two? Sure, I think they could.
1: I in my in my opinion, I don't mean to cut you off, but um I'd like to see them obviously make a, a move for a defenseman to to secure to possibly, you know, help to secure a, a playoff spot. Whether they get blown out in the first round, it's regu- it's you know, whatever. You made the playoffs. Right. That was your goal at the beginning of the season. But If if they could if they think that they're a team that could possibly not only make the playoffs but make a pretty decent run, I think you're gonna need two defensemen.
0: I agree. I agree. I I, mean, you have a Vesna caliber goaltender. It could win, go on a run like Thomas did in 2011.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's possible.
0: You know, look at Lundqvist. How long did it take him before he got his team to the Stanley Cup?
1: Right. But that but that Lundqvist goaltender has also won 30. Or twenty five games in right. every season that he's been uh, in the pros, which is a, an impressive stat. I, either twenty five or thirty games every year—that's uh, that's awesome. But um, you know, I'm I'm always the kind of person that likes to think that you build your team from your goaltender out. Um, but. Defense is huge when it comes to goaltending. Defense is, uh, is, you know, it's it's a um, it's a win-win right there. But so I mean, if they if the Bruins think that they're gonna make an absolute, you know, run, which I I I don't see. I hope it happens, but I just don't see it in, on paper. Uh, I'd like to see him get two guys and then possibly just say goodbye to Kevin Miller. Love the guy's size. Love his attitude. Love the way he, you know. He pushes stuff around, but man, that guy makes stupid mistakes. Yes. I mean, back passes to nobody. You know, i just I don't like the way he carries the puck. Um it's it's just a nightmare. But you know, in the team in transition, you're gonna you're gonna weigh the, the good with the bad and a lot of players. This is true. So, um Next week, lots of games coming up. Uh, It's going to be a busy week for the Bees as they have Toronto uh, at home on Tuesday. Then Thursday, they're at Buffalo. Saturday, they're at Minnesota for an afternoon game. And then Sunday, they're in Detroit for another afternoon game. Uh, the Minnesota game's at two. Detroit game at three p.m. Right,
0: and that's some big divisional points right
1: there. Yeah, absolutely. With the uh, the Tuesday Thursday game against Toronto and Buffalo, um, I mean, so far this season against Toronto, the Bruins are three and zero. So that I mean that's that's huge right now to say you know let's get two points. And uh, the Buffalo the Buffalo game. Uh they're one and one. And the last game was a four to one Bruins win on the road, so I mean that's that's another good sign, hopefully two more points. But when you get when you get to the Saturday and Sunday games, Detroit's been doing really good lately. Uh you know, they they've really stepped it up, uh, climbed the standings. Um and the Minnesota game, uh the bruins won 4 to 2 the last time the uh bees and wild played back on november 19th um and detroit uh, the bruins uh, you know have a two nothing series lead season lead so far so i mean this week there's a lot of potential i mean there's there's eight points on the board this coming week um do you, do you see any, any of these teams being a problem? And what I say by that, Derek, I mean, do you think that the Bruins have a potential to play down to teams that they should earn two points from?
0: Uh, like I said earlier, I mean, they play down to the level of their competition. And, uh, you know, these winnable games down the stretch, it's very important. You're going to take as many points as you can because... You know, at the end of the season, everyone's going to count. Every point.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they got 33 games remaining. Um, and I'm pretty sure – I haven't looked at the schedule, the outlook of the schedule, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be an easy road.
0: It's not, and there's not going to be a lot of time between games. This time of the year, the games get more condensed, and, you know, you have players banged up. I mean, it's a tough time of the year, so – you know, generally, whoever the most healthiest uh, has a good shot of making the playoffs. Hopefully, that'll be us. Even though the past couple of years, that's been a major problem for us trying to stay healthy. So,
1: yes, and and it's it's weird. Have you noticed in the past two or three years that, um, more or less, this season and last season that injuries really started in the beginning of the season. And then right. everybody got healthy in the middle towards the end. I just, I, 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 I never want to see an injured player, no matter what, in, in all thirty NHL teams. But you know, as as a little bias to my Bruins, um, you know, hopefully they can stay healthy because I really do want to see them make the playoffs. Sure. I, you know, always want, always want to, you know, have the best results for the team.
0: Not only that, but for, you know, however many games in the playoffs a young player plays, that's huge towards their development. You know, that's important for them to be in that environment. You know, playoff hockey is a lot different than regular hockey. So, you know, hopefully we'll get in there and these kids will get some seasoning.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, so do you have anything else?
0: Uh, That's about it right now.
1: How about that All-Star like, skills competition last night?
0: I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, yeah, they, they were having a great time. It was nice to see the reaction for uh, John Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll never be a fan of his game. Um, the whole Erickson thing back and what happened to Thornton and all that, I, you know, you don't forget. At the same time, you know, I think he was done wrong, and it was good to see them finally, you know, gave him into pressure and allow the guy to be part of the game. Because it's us, the fans, who voted him in, you know?
1: That's, uh, that, that's my gripe right there, is um, the fans, you know, making it a funny and the NHL allowing it to happen.
0: Well, not only that, but then you have that when Scott came out to the media and uh, basically said that uh, one of the people from the league office said to him on the phone, and I quote, you know, don't you want to be an example for your kids? I couldn't believe the guy said that. I don't. I don't. I didn't get the name offhand of who actually said it, but uh, you know, that doesn't make the league look really good here. You know, no. And uh,
1: what what I'm talking about, and and yeah, you're right. Absolutely, that's that's uncalled for. Right. Um, but in my the way I'm reading this whole thing with the league is, um, you know, there's a definition of an all star. And I'm sorry, but John Scott is not an all star. No, he's not. He's so, not. what? I mean, my idea, whether it, it, it's smart or not, is, you know, make a list of players that that fill those all star caliber roles, right? And then have the fans vote on those players. No, right. don't don't this this what what is this? Seven hundred and sixty players in the NHL. You don't open that up to everybody because it's not about them. It's about the players that show off their skill to the fans because the game is about the fans. So you should have the best examples on the ice, to, to you know, to produce.
0: It's not fair that the players that get you know elected to the All Star games are the ones that have the big that come from the biggest fan bases. You know, that's a problem. That really is. You know. All right. So
1: speaking of problems. How about this one? Are you for suspending players that are elected and don't go?
0: I uh, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I mean, look at the NFL. I mean, the New England Patriots had seven players, and all of them decided they weren't going to go. None of
1: them went. That's right.
0: Exactly. And you know, none of them got fined. Uh, it, it, it's stupid. I don't like it. Uh, I hope it changes when the next CBA is up because
1: that's just right and it, and it, 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 many fans will remember that this isn't the, this isn't the only year that this happened right this has happened in the past with sidney crosby um and I'm not sure about the the other couple or other one, but you know in my opinion if you're if you're you're a representative of the league. This is the this is a time for the league to get together and show the best skills. And if they believe that they, uh, you know, they, that you have the best skills, then you should be there. Um, I like the the Alex Ovechkin one my, is strange because he goes out and snow blows in that snowstorm when the game got canceled, and then played twenty minutes the the next game and then told the media that he's not going to the All-Star break because he heard himself snowblowing. <laughs> uh, see, all right, now that that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. But if you just flat out say that I don't want to go, I'd rather spend time with my family, I understand as a player and as a family member <clears throat> and you want to spend time with your loved ones, but you also have a commitment to the league. That's why you're making the big bucks. Right. Let so, me ask you
0: this, Mark. Let me ask you this, as a Bruins fan. Okay. suppose that Bergeron only played, let's say, 25, 30 games. He was injured a lot, right? Somehow gets himself in the All-Star game. And he wants to take that extra time to heal up for the stretch run to the playoffs. Now, as a fan of the team, you have an issue with this. I mean, as a fan, I would be like, well, you know, the guy cares. The guy wants to go deep into the playoffs, wants to rest his body. I don't have an issue with that. That's another way to look
1: at it. So that's tough, you know. I I, that's a great great question, and it's always gonna rely on my bias for the Bruins. Um, Of course, I want him to rest and be healthy, you know. But he's also a representative of the league. That's why I'm I'm a fan not only of the Bruins, but I'm a National Hockey League fan. I love all I mean, I don't love all thirty teams, but I follow them. You know what I mean? Just like you do. You're a hockey fan yourself, but You know, it's either he needs the rest or you should go. It's, uh, you know, I'm on the fence on this whole thing, but it's the All-Star game. It's, like, meaningless to me, so there's no points in the board. There's nothing for it. If the East or West wins, nobody gets home ice advantage, like, in baseball, you know? So it should be interesting. I, I'm 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 looking forward to what's going to happen from now in between the next All Star game, and how they, and I've heard from uh, some top writers from TSN, Sportsnet, and so on that they've already started a committee to revamp this whole voting thing. So I don't think it's going to happen. And save your vote on uh, Zach Ronaldo, by the way. <laughs> right. So, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, that's my all-star rant. And um, I don't know. That was a, um, If you have anything else? Uh,
0: like I said, you know, I'm looking forward to the deadline. Um, I'm glad they're playing on Tuesday. I miss hockey.
1: Me too. You know, it I always think that they weren't
0: one of those later games right before, you know.
1: Right. But. I'm always a fan. I'm always a fan of the original six matchup and I love I love, you know, Bruins Toronto, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back on track.
0: And they need to. I mean, uh we're gonna have to see them play more consistent. Uh this, like I said, this uh win four and, and then lose three out of four. They they have to definitely be more
1: consistent. Yeah, you gotta tighten it up, definitely. But um we'll definitely uh get together um soon and uh you know we'll discuss off air about um a, uh, a trade deadline talk that sounds good you know that well, might
0: that's a holiday for me man
1: yeah i mean that might even be an extra extra show during the week you know if we do our regular sunday and then we do you know an extra trade deadline you know discussion I, i'd really enjoy that
0: yeah me too definitely i'm up for it
1: all right man well, as always, and it's only been two times. I really appreciate you being here. Um, I look forward to next week. I'll be a little more prepared. The snow. I swear, swear the snow hockey thing is. I'm, I'm like a slug. I'm like I'm not motivated to do anything. I, I got to go for a ten mile walk now.
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna have to get it together before the summer, man, because I go all year round.
1: Oh, oh, uh, hey, listen, I I'm up for hockey talk all the time so if you want to keep doing 52 shows a year i'm in oh i'm sorry how many weeks are in a year <laughs> so <laughs> in here, man. yeah yeah so i mean I'm, I'm, I'm available whenever i love this shit so all right dude well derek you have a great week you too man i look forward to um to talking to you next week and uh, are you going to be uh, on the Sports Exchange tonight?
0: Uh, that's the plan, as far as I know. Um, I usually get my six o'clock text from uh, Ben for Benavits, but uh, yeah, I look forward to it. And that's, that once a week. And
1: yeah, yeah, you've been doing a very good uh, insight on their um, on their callings. I appreciate listening to it, and uh, those guys can be heard at WATD. Is that 95.8?
0: 95.9.
1: 95.9. Thank you. And, yeah, they do a good two-hour show from 5 to 7. I enjoy listening to them on Sundays. Uh, I'm mostly listening to them because my, my buddy is there. So, all right, dude. Well, you have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week.
0: All right, man. Sounds
1: good. Take care, bud.
0: You too. for tuning in to the
1: Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey-related material.